Welcome back to another episode of Adventure AI, a D&D podcast. Starring myself, Alex, the language lord. In this episode, Jason and I will assist our two players, Tyler and Maddie, with character creation as they prepare to play the Eternum Apocalypse. All right. Thank you. Welcome to uh, Adventure AI. I'm Jason Conforto. I will be the dungeon master today being assisted by Alex, the language Lord. And, uh, we've got two players, one who, you know, Tyler Crump, you want to say hi. hi? I know some of you think you can get rid of me, but you can't. I'm uh, a co-host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're stuck with, but, but introducing someone we're not stuck with, meaning we can get rid of her at, at any, any time. time. And I can leave at any <laughs> and time. You can, and you I just, will. You can just, just walk, walk out. out. <laughs> uh, Maddie Triggs. I, I, the first. The first. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your, uh, your Dungeons and Dragons lifestyle. Um, I mean, it really is a lifestyle. I mostly just um, play with uh, the weirdos at the comic book store. So I'm excited to. Get in here with the aerobics. <laughs> oh, wow. Have you ever tried the weirdos at the gaming stores? Yeah. Yeah, they're also really great. I've oh, had, yeah. I, I, in the last year, I've had one experience like that, and it, it just felt a little too much for me. You know, I, 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 I understand. <laughs> All right. There, yeah. Well, let's, let's jump in to um, this adventure. So Alex, the language lord, and myself got together, and we came up with a campaign uh, which we are calling, uh, you know what? I'm going to let Alex introduce the campaign. The Eternum Apocalypse would be a fitting name for this one-shot campaign as it highlights the danger of the forbidden Eternum language and the potential for it to bring about the end of the world. It also gives a sense of urgency to the player's mission to stop Alex the Language Lord and save the world from destruction. All right. So, wait, the Eternum Apocalypse is what you said. The Eternum Apocalypse okay. is what we're playing. And as you got a clue there, um, my theme that I came up with was what if Alex the Language Lord was our big bad for this one-shot campaign? Yeah, we, we just met, and now we're mortal enemies. <laughs> now you're mortal enemies. Um, so Alex the Language Lord, it's going to be him against you guys, a, a fight, a language fight to the death. Who can say the most curse words wins? I think is going to be. Wait, the, I thought this was a family friendly. It show. is a family. No curse <laughs> words. I was like, are we going to get crazy? We're going to get, get crazy. Get real <laughs> crazy. All right, we need we need a couple adventurers to go on an adventure because Alex, the language lord, stole a grimoire mm. from a, a powerful wizard named Zoltar the Wise. <laughs> if you would have said, um, if you would have said the sorcerer supreme named. Doctors, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so, I've seen this film. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the he has stolen this uh, this grimoire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoltar the Wise, who you know, has has brought your adventuring party uh, to him and has is seeking your help to get the grimoire back. Got it. So we're right. ho- we're homies. You guys Zoltar. are homies, right? And mm-hmm. there there you're actually a party of four. Okay. Right. They, oh, if, okay. I don't know if you've been counting. One, Me? two. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just I'm two kobolds in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be so awesome. Right. No, uh, there are. Um, when we did this campaign, um, Alex decided that this was a party of four and created two NPCs to oh, go adventuring. Wow, with you, nice. Right? That was nice of him. Yeah, wasn't wasn't that great? Alex you, went all out. Yeah, it was Wait, pretty good. Alex. The big bad gave us two companions. Yeah, um, I, I feel like there might be a split personality thing because okay, okay. I don't think I, 
you know, with the AI and their ability to understand, mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. think he was in on the joke that Got he was it. the bad guy for this adventure. Yeah, sometimes okay. they have a hard time picking up on those. Yeah. So do I, clues. but that's just the Asperger's. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's here's what I want to do today. Uh, I want to introduce you to your companions. I want to introduce you to Zoltar the Wise. I want you to be able to ask questions about the grimoire and why we need to get it back. Uh, any world-building questions that you have and and build the character. So we can go in like whatever order you mm-hmm. want. Do you want to learn about your companions? Do you want to just jump into who you guys are first? What what order would you prefer to uh, to go in? Matt, Maddie, as yeah. our guest, I'm going to let you decide. What are you, what are you thinking here? I mean, at the risk of sounding self-absorbed, I think we should figure out who we are. There we go. And I, I want to like know it. who I am and what I care about these other people as well. <laughs> okay. okay. Very good. So... Um, Let's do this, uh, Maddie. We're gonna. I'm gonna ask. Uh, I'm gonna find out who you are. So let's ask Alex. Sure, Maddie can consider playing a half elf bard named Lyra. Bards are versatile and can provide support through healing, buffing, and debuffing enemies, and they are also skilled in both combat and social situations. As a half elf. Lyra can have access to both elf and human traits, making her a good fit for a diverse party. All right. right. So, Lyra. Lyra, the half-elf bard. The half-elf bard. Instead of singing, can I be like a travel blogger? (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to ask Alex. (laughs) If Maddie's bard doesn't want to play music, she can still have a variety of other skills and abilities depending on her background and chosen subclass. Ultimately, the specific abilities and skills of the character will depend on her chosen subclass and the choices Maddie makes when leveling up. Thanks, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Helpful. Yeah, really helpful. Um, So, uh, let's say... Create a new Bardic College. Do you want to... No, don't ask me. Yeah, ask do Maddie. it. Do I don't it, want yeah, to do, do it. it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Maddie. I'm no. creating your character for yeah. you. I, I need guidance. That's why Alex is here, but Alex is dropping the ball. Guide us, Alex. Yeah, no, yeah, make up a new one. <laughs> All right. And I'll work with them. Sure. How about the College of Storytelling? This bardic college focuses on the power of words and storytelling and the impact they can have on those who hear them. Instead of music, members of this college use their words to weave tales that can inspire, persuade, or even frighten their audiences. Some features of this college could include Bardic Tale The bard can tell a story that captivates their audience and grants them advantage on certain ability checks or attack rolls. Tailweaver's Wisdom, the bard gains expertise in a skill related to storytelling, such as persuasion, intimidation, or history. Fable Weave, the bard can spin a tale that enchants a creature, causing them to be charmed or frightened. Epic Saga, the bard can tell a grand story that inspires their allies and grants them temporary hit points. Bardic Mastery, the bard gains a powerful ability related to storytelling, such as the ability to speak a command that causes enemies to flee or the ability to grant allies powerful boons through their words. Sweet. What do you think of that? I dig it. Sounds good. Storytelling. How convenient that it is also the power of words. Yeah. The uh, gift of gab. Yes. (laughs) The college of gab. Yeah. The college of gab. I'm totally just going to be like a a travel writer, like describing the setting. That's right. Everyone's like, wow. This is so great. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's do this. Let's, uh, you, uh, Maddie, why don't you stew on some questions for your character for a bit? We're going to jump to Tyler and uh, figure out what, uh, what Tyler 
uh, can play. Yeah, I want you to ask Alex. Let's ask Alex. Um, I want a non-traditional companion character. And I want you to use those words, Jason. A non-traditional companion to Lara. Is it Lara? Lyra. Lyra for a player character. For Tyler, how about a Goliath Druid? This character could be an interesting and unusual companion to Lyra and could provide some unique abilities and perspectives to the group. Goliaths are a strong and resilient race, and Druids have a wide range of abilities that could be useful in a variety of situations. Plus, the contrast between Lyra's sorcery and the Goliath's nature-based magic could create some interesting dynamics within the group. Mm-hmm. I dig it. What are your thoughts there? A Goliath Druid. Okay, that does seem a little non-traditional. Uh, you don't have a name, though. Oh, yeah, we should name yeah. it. Yeah. For Tyler's character, how about the name Asher? It can be a unisex name that works well for a non-traditional character, and it has a cool sound to it. It, has it is cool pretty dope. Yeah. yeah, this dude's cool it's as hell. Cool sound to it. Asher, the Goliath Druid. Okay, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what else you want to know about your characters. Okay, so I have to pick a language. So I'm wondering which one did I learn, and how, what's like the backstory of how I learned like an unconventional language. Lyra also knows Dwarvish, which she learned while traveling with a group of Dwarven merchants. They taught her the language as a way to better communicate and negotiate with them during their business transactions. Nice. All right. Okay. Now you know how to work with dwarves. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They love dwarves. They love me. They love you. <laughs> Even though I'm half elf. I, but you traveled with them. So it's true. You became great friends. Look, we've already got a history already exactly. brewing for yeah. you. Uh, do you guys want to find out how your characters met? Yes. yes that's, that absolutely. was my thing. How did, how did Asher and uh, Laura? Lyra. 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 You're, you're constantly getting it wrong. She's like, it's it's Lyra. It's Lyra. I know. <laughs> it's Jason. Jason. <laughs> Asher and Lyra met at a bardic competition in a nearby town. They both entered the competition and were the only ones who made it to the final round. After the competition, they struck up a conversation and realized they had a lot in common. They decided to team up and have been adventuring together ever since. Wow, that's fantastic. I'm actually excellent. excellent. What I'm really curious about is how Asher the Druid was any good at anything. Yeah, that's like, right. <laughs> that, was, that was the elephant in the room for sure. I know. Are are you multi-classed? Oh, I don't I don't think we should ask. No, I don't want to ask. I don't want to ask Alex if I'm multi-classed. I want to ask Alex how how Asher the Druid managed to get anywhere close to first place. <laughs> in this bardic competition. Asher may have done well in the bardic competition for several reasons. As a druid, they have a natural connection to nature and the elements, which may have translated well into their musical performances. Mm, okay. Additionally, druids often have high wisdom scores, which could have given them an edge in understanding the emotional and psychological impact of their music on the audience. Asher might also have a unique musical style, incorporating elements of nature into their performance that set them apart from the other bards in the competition. So what he said, what I heard Alex say was, I rolled really well. (laughs) 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 I just so happened to get a few natural 20s with my natural language. I want to know, okay, so it's a musical competition. Uh So what is 
a... What were the lyrics of the song he no, sang? No, 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 yeah. no. no, no. <laughs> we, maybe we'll get that in... Uh, maybe we'll get that in the gameplay, actually. When sure. we start playing, we'll get some real lyrics. But um, I want to know what Goliath-specific instrument, Ooh. unlike normal instruments that humans play... What did did yeah. <laughs> Asher use in this competition? It's got an empty trash can. It was very, it's like stomp. <laughs> As a druid, Asher may not have played a traditional instrument, but instead could have used his natural abilities to create music or sounds that fit with the performance. However, if you would like a specific instrument for Asher to play, perhaps he could have played a large drum or a set of bongo drums, both of which would be fitting for Goliath. That's it. You're right. A trash can. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just a giant trash can. <laughs> it's the it's the it's like na- nature's version of the trash can. Nice. A hollowed out log. All right. So I do a nature stomp. In the a nature bit. stomp. Okay. I've got I've got Asher the Goliath Druid who uh, who plays a a large what is this this a, a large drum. Yes. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a hollow. I, th- I think you're. I think we're ready for your catchphrase. Tree trunk. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can try to give me. I feel like it's a little early. Is it early? Phrase. I mean, it I mean we know you play a drum. That <laughs> might not be. <laughs> I think that's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> we can. We can wait. We can wait on the catchphrase. No, I want Alex to know that this drum is a hollowed out tree. Yeah. <laughs> say, tell Alex. Say, I've decided that this drum is a hollowed out tree trunk. Are the roots still attached? Like it's yeah, just with carrying the roots around still the stuff. With the roots still attached. <laughs> That's a great idea. A hollowed out tree trunk drum would be a fitting instrument for a Goliath druid like Asher. Thank he you. approves, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that he approves. I'm glad that, I'm glad that thank you, Alex Language Lord. I'm gonna use it to bash your head in the <laughs> fight in the end. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe. Maybe that's a I'll, it, will, it will double as a weapon. There you go. All right. What do you want to know about your character, Lyra? What's an annoying habit that Ooh. she picked up with living with the dwarves oh, and traveling is, with this them? Is a good, this is a great one. I wonder if it would be. Lyra has a habit of hoarding things due to her time living with the dwarves. She tends to hold onto items that she deems valuable or useful, even if they are not necessarily needed at the time. This can sometimes cause her to have difficulty letting go of possessions and may lead to clutter in her living space. So, Just like my real life. <laughs> Lyra, Lyra's a whore. I, 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 you, you did say Alex knows a lot about you already. I know. <laughs> Lyra's a hoarder, apparently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's how she's a bard. As she was on the TV show, so now she's that's a big right. reality star. She was, got to, uh, she was on the, uh, the traveling show, the hoarders. Hoarders buried alive. I've got places all over the world, all of them full of stuff. Okay, okay. Um, so we are friends. Your friends. As a recap here, we're friends. Oh, because... do we know who won the Bardic competition? No, I don't think we no. did. Yeah. It didn't yeah. say. Yeah, hey, let's ask who won the Bardic competition. The winner of the Bardic competition was a human bard named Kale, who wowed the judges and the audience with his incredible voice and intricate guitar playing. Kale. The loser, a tiefling bard named Vesper, is bitter and resentful about the loss, feeling that the judges were biased against them. Vesper grudgingly acknowledges Kale's talent, but is still unhappy about the outcome of the competition. <laughs> we're just in 
the background. There's All like right. this big drama happening at the competition. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now, Kale and Vesper are not gonna make an appearance. <laughs> but we talk about them all the time. Like we're obsessed with them. I'm gonna, but I'm let's gonna introduce uh, these NPCs. Yeah, right? why don't we introduce your two traveling companions and, and find how out do we a know little them? bit about them? Yep. Okay, so this is your first traveling companion. Name, Gin, D&D race, half-orc, class, barbarian, gender, male, level, six. Gin is a fierce warrior who is known for his brute strength and his fierce loyalty to his friends. He has been a member of the adventuring group for several years and has become a trusted ally. All right, so you guys are traveling with a level six uh, barbarian half-orc. Any questions about Gin? Is he hot? Mm. I mean, he's a half orc, so so absolutely, yeah. (laughs) The answer to that question is yes. I cannot answer that question as it is subjective and may be inappropriate. (laughs) It is important to focus on the personality, traits, and actions of characters in the game rather than their physical appearance. Yeah, Maddie. Sorry, Lyra just got rejected. (laughs) Not cool. (laughs) Not cool. I I want to know. Uh, should we find out how you guys know each other, or what do you want to know? Well, I mean, we probably should find out how we know each other, but yeah. I do want to know which one. Uh, he was cheering for. He was cheering for Lyra. Was cheering oh yeah, for me <laughs> in the bardic competition. He just <laughs> listen. Some of these things are important, like you know, which one of us is more popular in the right. group? <laughs> which one of us has more clout? How we became friends is really irrelevant. Yeah. It's like, mm, why are we friends? Doesn't matter. Do you like me more or do you like that? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> What's the dynamic? Gin knows Lyra and Asher from their time in the village of Elvendale, where Gin also grew up. He was a childhood friend of Lyra's, and they have remained in touch over the years. He met Asher more recently when Asher arrived in Elvendale. As for the barter competition, Gin was rooting for Lyra since they have known each other for so long, but he was impressed by Asher's skills as well. Okay. <laughs> he thought both of them did a great job, and it was a tough decision to choose between them. Of course he did. Dude, I can't believe he was ready to drop me so fast. So fast. That bastard. Right, the, how, how does it feel to be in the friend zone with Gin? Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I'll get him. He's all like, yeah, Lyra's like, hey, so uh, Gin, he's like, we've been friends since childhood. You're like a sister to me. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, what about this other person? Let's, let's talk about this other person. Who's okay. the other NPC? Do you want to meet the other NPC? Yeah, I want to meet the other NPC. Other NPC. Name, Elara. D&D race, high elf, class, wizard, gender, female, level, eight. Elara is a wise and powerful wizard who has been a member of the adventuring group for a long time. She is known for her intelligence and her mastery of the arcane arts. So what do you want to know about Elra? I guess, I mean, I am curious as to how, like, we met her. Or like what? What is her role in the group? Like, is she kind of the leader? Who's the leader? Who's the leader? Let's let's do let's do <laughs> let's meet uh, how you guys met first, and then uh, okay, and we'll find out. You should write it like this. You should say, "How did we meet Elra? Because she wasn't at the Bardic competition, mm-hmm. nor did she come to what's the name of the town we're from? Elvendale. Elvendale. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna force Alex to make up a different reason why we know them. There are a few ways Asher and Lyra could have met Elara, depending on the specific story you're telling. Here are a few possibilities. 
Elira seeks out Asher and Lyra after hearing about their talents and potential usefulness in her quest to recover the Eternum Lexicon. Asher and Lyra come across Elara while traveling or adventuring, and the three of them team up to achieve a common goal. Elara is a contact of Gans, and he introduces her to Asher and Lyra because he thinks they could be helpful to her cause. Elara is working as a guard or guide in a location that Asher and Lyra need to visit, and they hire her for her expertise. As for which one Gin was rooting for in the Bardic competition, that's up to your interpretation. He may have enjoyed both of their performances, or he may have had a preference for one over the other based on personal taste or some other factor. Now, I don't know why he brought up Gens. Uh, <laughs> like he's really hung up on like <laughs> on his <laughs> betrayal <laughs> during the Bardic competition. It'd be great, like every answer from here on out is like. By the way, but, but, but he he really likes them both. It's, it's not just that he likes Lyra. We're really this learning is, a lot uh, about Gen. This is a new recurring theme. Gen just really can't choose between the two of us. No. Just no. doesn't really know. All right, so I think uh, I think uh, having her be a contact of okay great we're gonna have her be a contact um i would like to know man what what let's give uh i think i think maybe i am ready for a catchphrase for for asher now here's the catchphrase for asher nature's rhythms guide my every step and the wind's whispers are my ever-present melody Make, make sure you say that 20 <laughs> times in the campaign. Make sure, uh, you're, 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 uh, I know you'll send that to me later. What, but, uh, uh, do you want a shorter one? Yeah, give me a short. Let's, let's ask Alex. Alex, that's so long. You you can definitely shorten that. I'm sure it's going to say something like, nature's rhythms are my something, something, something. Nature is my guide. <laughs> Nature is my guide. Nature is my guide. Got it. Um, being that I lived in nature for so long, did I pick up any bad habits out there in the nature? I mean, I'm not a hoarder because obviously Where are you going to put your stuff? I'm not where I put my stuff. I just got one bag of holding that I can't find anything in. <laughs> it's in here somewhere. One bad habit Asher might have from all his time in nature is that he tends to be a bit rough around the edges and doesn't always understand social norms. For example, he might speak his mind a little too freely or not understand the concept of personal space. He might also be a bit of a messy eater, as he's used to being outside and doesn't always bother with proper table manners. Oh, sure, whatever. <laughs> so, speak yeah, so. I don't understand personal space and makes a mess when I eat. It sounds like a child. Yeah. All right. Lyra, you ready for your catchphrase? Um, yes. All right. Here's a few options for a catchphrase for Lyra. A song in my heart and a blade in my hand. A melody for every occasion. Music is my weapon and my shield. A bard's tale is never done. I'll sing you a tune you'll never forget. Oh, I like that last one. I <laughs> like for, that one. Except you don't, you don't sing. <laughs> and it's just Music's it's so bad. I lost the bardic competition because I'm just <laughs> so bad at singing. Um, which, yeah, which one do you want to go with? What was the last one again? I'll sing you a tale you'll never forget. I, I like that one. Okay. I'll sing you a tale. Uh, or we can ask for a non-music version of that. Yeah, yeah. what's the non-music? Okay. How about I'll tell you a story you won't soon forget? I like it. I'll tell you a story you won't soon forget. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Um, let's try this. We've never tried this before. I want to know uh, 
I want to ask Alex if Asher has a special attack. Since Asher is a druid, he may have a variety of nature-based spells and abilities that he could use in combat or other situations, such as calling forth animals, using elemental magic, or manipulating plants. Whether or not he has a special attack he likes to use would depend on his personality and strategy in battle. I like calling forth animals. And I like manipulating plants like you're just gaslighting them. Like- yes. <laughs> <laughs> gaslighting plants. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that's what it meant. <laughs> oh man! Which one do you want to go with, and then we'll get some more? No, I don't want to go with any of those. You don't I, like I want to say. I want to say. I want to tell Alex. I say, Alex, I need a special attack for Asher. It's a secret attack that everybody knows about, and I have to have something that I yell when I make that attack. One special attack that Asher could have is a primal roar ability, where he lets out a loud, intimidating roar that can temporarily stun or frighten enemies in front of him. When he uses this attack, he could yell, feel the power of the wild, or hear me roar. (laughs) Feel feel the power of the wild. I like this. It's like a second catchphrase. Second catchphrase. Feel Feel the the power power of the wild. Of the wild. And then he yells. All right. I let's have a question. Give you, I have let, a quick question. Oh, wait, wait. Real quick. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's just uh, do some stats around this. Let's do, uh, you can do this uh, as many times a day equal to your proficiency bonus. Okay. And it will be a stun uh, equal to your spell DC save. And, uh, and then it resets on a long rest. Long rest. And eventually on a short rest, but not yet. Sure. All right, what no, was whatever. your? Sorry, I I'm sorry that we're moving on. Um, so I so I'm I'm half elf, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And get his half orc. Do we have the same dad? That's a fantastic question. <laughs> do they have? Do they Are share we... either paternal? Do they share a? Paternal lineage. Are, are we stepbrothers? Is this just going to be his stepbrothers? <laughs> well, that's going to make it real awkward if you think he's hot. Perhaps Lyra's mother and Gin's father were adventurers who journeyed together and fell in love, but eventually had to part ways due to their different life paths. They had children separately and never knew about the existence of the other's child. Lyra and Gin only found out about their relation after a series of events brought them together, and they decided to join forces and explore their shared legacy. Wow. All right, cool. All right, are, are you guys related, though? Yeah, it sounds like, do we get parent-trapped? Like, <laughs> it, it sounds like your parent, yeah. used, it's almost like your stepbrother and sister. Yeah, Okay. Which is worse than the friend zone. Yeah, That's right. Zone. <laughs> Not only do I give you a sister, you actually kind of are my sister. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Friend zoned you are. And I, let's say that we found out after I already had feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> what are we going to do? Just a regular K-drama over here. <laughs> All right, it would not let me force Gen and you together. So it's I too asked. Bad. <laughs> I said, "I said you really wanted a love interest." So let's let's figure out. Okay. There are many potential love interests for Lyra in the game, <laughs> depending on the direction you want to take the story. Here are a few options: Kale, 
Kale was one of the judges in the Bardic competition, oh. and he was Anyone? impressed by Lyra's performance. Perhaps he takes an interest in her and tries to get to know her better. Vesper, like Kale, Vesper was a judge in the Bardic competition. She is a half-elf like Lyra, and they might have some common ground. Perhaps they strike up a conversation and develop feelings for each other. Elara, Elara is another half-elf, and she's also a ranger like Lyra. Maybe they bond over their shared love of nature, and their friendship turns into something more. <laughs> Tyler's character, Tyler's character what? could potentially Everybody, be a love interest for Lyra. Knows. They could start off as friends and develop feelings for each other over time. They just turned into like Of her. course, whether or not Lyra's feelings are reciprocated by <laughs> any of these characters is up to you as the game master and could depend on how the story develops. All right. Okay. So uh, was, I like it, how he picked everyone but Gen. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a reverse harem game all of a sudden. It's, it's, uh, so, okay. So here's a few inconsistencies we found, right? Number one, both Kale and Vesper were both competing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was so corrupt. I, I don't know if that's a, I, I think that might be in line with what actually <laughs> happened. I think, I think we now know why they came in first and second place. No, they, but they didn't. It said Vesper was last place, wasn't he? No, no. he was just the loser. He, he lost. Oh, yeah, oh okay. He <laughs> came in dead last, both yeah. of them. Oh, so, okay. So somehow they were, they were both <laughs> performers and judges. Yeah. This corrupt, but now, but corrupt. now Lyra and the, and, Elra are both rangers. Yeah, I guess. So, oh, yeah, that's an inconsistency, that, too. That's so. an inconsistency. We can sort out the inconsistencies. Yeah, we yeah, can work fine. with that. All right, well, I'm going to say this. I like how if if I do up and end up being a ranger, it's like we both met at this bardic competition, yeah. even though neither of us are parts. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to say uh, love is in the air, and, and oh, you can yes. pick anyone, but for sure, Gen is in the friend zone. Okay. And, and that's probably who you love the most. Yeah, that's All brutal. Right. So I start dating everybody just to make them jealous. <laughs> it Very never good. works. All right. So you guys ready to get into story? You want more information about... Um, I'm trying to think. Characters. I'd like to know if if there's a way that we can incorporate Asher's drum as a weapon. Mm. My ideal situation for Asher here is like that is the only thing that Asher carries with <laughs> everywhere. It's kind of a slob, always speaks his mind, and only and carries just one big drum that's made from a tree trunk. Alex just says no. As a druid, Asher has access to spells that he can use in combat. He can use his drum as a spellcasting focus to cast spells that can harm or incapacitate his enemies. For example, he could use the Thunder Wave spell to create a powerful blast of sound that can knock back his foes or the Entangle spell to ensnare them in vines and roots. Mm. Additionally, he could use his drum as an improvised weapon either by hitting enemies with it directly or by throwing it as a makeshift projectile. <laughs> However, it's important to note that using a drum as a weapon would likely not be as effective as using a dedicated weapon such as a sword or spear. I mean, uh, maybe maybe for a regular person. Yeah, but for, but a, for Goliath, a Goliath. Druid. Mm -hmm. Druid. Yeah. I, I like the idea of you like pounding on the drums when you cast spells and like the entangle spell coming out of, of the drum. drum trunk thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. 
We're going to do that. And the percussion of the the drum creating the shock wave or thunder wave. So, yeah, I think that's your only item. The only thing I carry is a drum. The only thing you carry is a drum. And a backpack. I think you could use the hollowed out drum as your backpack. (laughs) I have to like empty it out before I play it. It takes a, as a standard action, you have to empty your. (laughs) I I just want to know what you're keeping in there. Uh, My food, my snacks, (laughs) my rations. I guess you can't eat the drum is what you're saying. I can't eat the drum. No, it might not be that great. All right. Any other questions about your characters? Uh, Let's find out what level you two are. But wasn't uh, we can't? Was it uh, Gen was like level six? He can't be better than us. If he's better than us, then I'm gonna be sad. It's all like you're level three. He's traveling with Gen, the level six. <laughs> you jerks, make me low level. It's generally recommended for new player characters to start at the lowest level of the current party. So in this case, it would make sense for Lyra and Asher to start at level six to match Gen's level. Okay. However, the specific level can be adjusted based on your preferences and the needs of your game. All right. So that means Elra is level eight and the rest of you are level six. She's really carrying the team. Yeah, she has been carrying the team. All right. So this is Zoltar the Wise. So Zoltar the Wise is the wizard who has called you to meet with him. So this is how how Alex describes him. Zolta the Wise is an imposing figure, even for a wizard. He stands tall, with a long white beard and piercing blue eyes that seem to look straight through you. His robes are richly embroidered with arcane symbols, and his staff crackles with barely contained energy. Despite his age, he carries himself with a confident and regal bearing, as befits one of the most powerful wizards in the land. His voice is deep and commanding, with a hint of gravel from years of spellcasting. When he speaks, his words carry weight, and he is not one to suffer fools lightly. However, he is also known for his kindness and wisdom, and many young adventurers have sought him out as a mentor and friend. All right. So Zolta the Wise has called you guys to uh, to meet with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Gen and uh, Elra, uh, they already met with him. He sent them on the way. And you guys relate, and so now you guys are with Zaltar the Wise, and he is uh, telling you about the. Uh, and st- again, this is the session zero stuff. We'll get into the actual play and, and whatnot. But but basically, he's told you that Alex the Language Lord has stole the Eternum uh, Lexicon, mm. which is a grimoire uh, that can bring about the end of the world if uh, if phrases and and things in there are used to do so. And it just so happens that this can happen like once every hundred years or so. Mm -hmm. And guess what year it is? It is the year of the hundredth. It's the year of the end of the world. Right. And well, I mean, tentatively. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) we don't really have a hard date on that yet. (laughs) We don't really know. It's like tentatively the end of the world. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, so he's going to, uh, he has prepared a, a teleporting circle. He's going to send you to this temple where Alex, the language Lord, uh, who is trying to, he, Alex, the language Lord, when he stole left a little note that says by the power of language, I'm going to destroy, uh, the world, right? And so uh, he's sending you to the temple where this goddess, or I'm sorry, this god, 
this genderless God, mm. uh, who is the creator of language, is resting. Wow. And, uh, and let me tell you a little bit about this God. You know what I yeah. see? You know what I foresee coming here? I just am very much on the impression that you might also fall in love with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Lyra just got, her heart is just wide open and she's like, what, someone just love me back. Right. <laughs> that's the, that's the character that's been created. This is like every person right. Right, has some sort of love interest for Lyra. She's like, oh, well, you know, it's like one of those Japanese like games, like yes, <laughs> that yes. you get on your phone, the dating sim. Yeah. <laughs> I actually am just from this world and I got hit by a bus <laughs> and woke up in Lyra's body. Oh. All right. So this is, this is a little bit about the, the language God. The original language that Zephyrion created is called Eternum. It is said to be the first and purest form of language, a language that is capable of expressing the deepest emotions and thoughts of the speaker. Mm. It is also said to be a powerful tool for creation and destruction as it has the power to shape reality itself. It is for this reason that it is forbidden, as the misuse of its power could have disastrous consequences. All right, so there is this powerful language that Zephron, Zephyron uh, created called Eternum. This is the first language, and it was the this language is what uh, brought about creation. It brings about destruction, mm -hmm. and it was used uh, originally created so that uh, mortals could speak to the gods oh, in wow. this language, okay. right? So there's a little lore for you. Um, he sent uh, your companions uh, on their way first uh, and now realizes, hey, I probably should have sent some backup and I probably should have given them uh, some trumped up items that will be very valuable and oh. nice. In okay. Oh, great. Now and he so, gets wise. Right? And okay. so uh, Zoltar the Wise is wising up. So there are two magic items. So, Zoltar, the, <laughs> Zoltar the Wise is like, well, I sent a level eight and level six. Uh, in retrospect. <laughs> in retrospect. <laughs> I, have, I have these items that could really I be coming I found in. these things. It is the end of the world. I actually won't be joining you, but in retrospect, yeah, right. <laughs> this is the best I can do. This sounds, the world's ending, but this is kind of a more of a you for problem you things yeah. <laughs> all right but. so the first item that they're going to give you and it's going to actually be given to asher oh this yes is in addition to my drum in addition to your drum you now have the staff of binding words all right i love this uh this staff uh has three charges uh -huh. uh, that refresh daily and uh allow you to cast the spell counter spell uh, once per charge. So you can cast Counterspell three times daily with the Staff of Binding Words. Done. All right. And uh, for Lyra, an Amulet of Tongues. It's just an amulet with a bunch of tongues hanging Fantastic. out of it. Yeah, that, oh, it's really ass. moist. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, my it's necklace slobbery. just licked just me. <laughs> and that's all you guys get. No, okay. uh, no the amulet of tongues allows the, the wearer to understand and speak any language. Including Eternum? Including Eternum. Oh. If that is a language, which it is. So, all right. So you have this amulet that you can wear. Um, no restriction on amount of time or anything like that. Uh, both these items need to be attuned to you, so they'll take up a uh, one attunement slot. Got each. it. Um, and then I think, I know you wanted to use your uh, your drum, but I think we should also let 
uh, Alex the Language Lord, pick one more magic item for each of you. I agree. Uh, I mean, unless you want to make my drum magical, but uh, I'm okay with an additional... What, what, what player, would you prefer? What, what would you prefer? Player, it says yeah, no, no, I'm no good. To, a, magic. to a magic yeah, item. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you... We'll start with Asher. Would you prefer to have uh, your drum be magical or would you prefer to have a, an additional magical item? Uh, I would prefer to have my drum be magical, okay. but yeah, because I, I don't want it to just give me something out of the player's handbook or something. So if you yeah. give it a magical item, it would just be like, okay. Have yeah. Ask Alex. Say, Alex. How is this? How is this? How is this drum magic? How does it bring the magic? Asher's drum is imbued with magical energy and has special powers beyond that of any normal drum. What could it do? Magic. It talks. I hope it talks. <laughs> it <becomes laughs> an, an animated object. So that I can Here are a few potential it. ideas for magical powers that Asher's drum could possess. Rallying beat. When Asher plays his drum in combat, all allies within a certain radius are inspired by the music, gaining temporary hit points or bonuses to their attack rolls mm. or damage. Okay. Thunderous boom, Asher can strike his drum with incredible force, creating a powerful shockwave that knocks back enemies and potentially causes them to become prone. Mm, thunderclap. Nature's rhythm, Asher's drum has the ability to mimic natural sounds, such as the calls of birds or the rustling of leaves. This could be useful for distracting enemies or lulling them into a false sense of security. Entangling rhythms. By playing a particular rhythm on his drum, Asher can cause vines or roots to grow from the ground and ensnare enemies, rooting them in place. Shamanic chant. When Asher plays a certain beat on his drum, he enters a trance-like state and can communicate with spirits or elemental forces, potentially gaining valuable information or insight. These are just a few possibilities, and you could also modify or combine them to create a unique and interesting magical item that fits with Asher's character and abilities. All right. I'm going to let you decide which one of those you want. For Listen, like two of them sound just like spells, right? The one's yeah. like, oh, sure. you can cast Entangle. The other yeah. one's like, oh, you can cast Thunder clap or whatever yeah and rallying beat also sounds like yeah rallying beat's like oh it's basically yeah, like yeah it's like because i can't have that yeah you don't need yeah no we want the shaman one okay oh, shaman chant shaman chant where you enter the avatar state yeah or... i entered an avatar state <laughs> my eyes glaze over oh what is the, the the shaman chant yeah um i'm gonna ask him how that works see if we can get a little more information on it and tell him to make it useful in combat one possibility for a powerful ability of Asher's shamanic chant could be to summon an elemental creature to fight alongside the party. For example, Asher could beat his drum and call forth an earth elemental to emerge from the ground and aid in battle. The elemental would be under the party's control for a limited time, adding an extra layer of strategy and firepower to combat encounters. That's it. All right. You I get a it. earth elemental. What's his name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> his name's Paul. Yeah. Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve, the shamanic earth elemental. <laughs> Who has awoken me? He's all like, Oh, hey, Steve. <laughs> he's all like, The earth elemental's name is Alex. <laughs> One cool name for an earth elemental could be Gronk Stoneheart. Gronk Stoneheart. <laughs> That's pretty tight. That's pretty Gronk tight. Stoneheart. <laughs> 
We're in a pickle. Um, Call Earth, up Grok. Earth Elementals don't speak, but I think it needs a catchphrase. <laughs> Definitely. No, Gronk is going to be, he'll be like, Gronk Stoneheart is like, uh, like a, he'll be like a Pokemon. He, you can say one word? He can only Gronk. say one thing, but it's not. maybe it's not his name. Maybe you're right. Maybe he just needs a catchphrase. <laughs> no, actually, I wonder what would happen if you did four. Let's ask Alex if Gronk can only say one word. <laughs> As his catchphrase, what will he say? I want to know what Alex is going to say about this. How about smash? smash. It's short and simple, <laughs> yes. but conveys Gronk's desire to destroy things. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is it's very Hulk. Hulk oh. smash. Yeah, tell him yeah. to do yeah, Let's see if he does yeah. a different one. Be yeah. original, Alex. Say be original. Don't, t- don't take from the Hulk. Say don't take from the Hulk. How about Gronk smash? As his catchphrase. <laughs> Alex has spoken, man. He's spoken. (laughs) Now, Alex. All right. No, that's what he says, and Asher hates it. (laughs) It's so cringe, bro. It's so cringe. Gronk, stop saying that. All right. I said try again. Here's a better one. Okay. How about grumble? Grumble. It's a simple and distinctive word that could convey Gronk's gruff and earthy nature. All right, he's just going to grumble. <laughs> no, he's got to say smash three times and then say <laughs> He just walks around going, how about grumble? How about grumble? How about, how about grumble? Grumble, 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 grumble. That's it. All right. Cronk um, the grumbler. All right, I need another oh, magic Oh, you need item. a magic item. Well, he has a question for you. Ooh. What is it, Alex? What type of magic item would you like for Lyra? A weapon, a piece of armor, a tool, or something else entirely. And what kind of abilities or powers would you like it to have? Now, we're not going to give you that last one. I feel like it definitely has to be something else entirely. I agree. (laughs) Something else entirely. Something like maybe a drum that summons a rock that says, (laughs) Smash. (laughs) Sure. Here's a possible new magic item. The Ring of Elemental Convergence. This ring has a small gem set into it that glows with a soft white light. When worn, the ring allows the user to summon and control elemental forces with great precision. <laughs> the ring has four charges, and it regains 1d4 charges daily at dawn. As an action, the wearer can expend one charge to summon an elemental of their choice, air, earth, fire, or water, within 30 feet of them. Mm-hmm. The elemental is friendly to the wearer and follows their commands to the best of its ability. The elemental disappears after one hour or if reduced to zero hit points. Additionally, while wearing the ring, the wearer has resistance to damage from elemental attacks such as lightning, fire, cold, etc. Finally, the wearer can use an action to expend two charges to cast the spell control weather as if using a 7th level spell slot. The Ring of Elemental Convergence is a rare magic item coveted by those who seek to control the natural elements and bend them to their will. Ivor just got overpowered. (laughs) (laughs) I like... I like how uh, Alex is just like, well, let's just summon elementals again. <laughs> yeah, he, he does a lot of <laughs> elemental summoning. Uh, now, seventh level spell sounds like a lot, but control weather is really a DM spell anyway. Uh-huh. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a it's a pretty good one. It's I think it takes like an hour to cast and oh. probably won't come into um, play, but but um, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you got this ring from one yeah. of your admirers. <laughs> yeah. You get you get four charges, right? Okay. Uh, 1d4 back daily. Um, how many times did, can you summon Gronk? It didn't say. We didn't. All right. Why, we didn't don't, we, why don't we do it as the same? Yeah, sure. Okay. So you can both summon an elemental. Yours, um, what, you know what? We're going to, we're going to do this. We're just going to make it, uh, summon. I'm going to have it pick which one and it can't be earth. We'll just see. Perfect. Oh, we're going to restrict it. Yeah, we're going to restrict being it. any elemental you ever wanted to just, you get only one, and it can't be an earth elemental. Sorry, that one's taken. <laughs> Should we name it too? Say pick one elemental, give it a name, and a catchphrase that's not smash. <laughs> <laughs> elemental, fire elemental. Name, Pyraxis. Catchphrase, feel the burn. <laughs> I'm so all, embarrassed. We're good. both so embarrassed got, for our elemental. Like, oh, we are grumble and feel the burn. <laughs> grumble, grumble, feel the burn. Feel the burn. He's, <laughs> he's like your. He extra, looks like your an eighties like trainer, aerobics yes. guy. <laughs> he just comes out every once in a while. Just helps you. Come on, Lyra. We got to clean up this mess. Let's feel the burn. Okay. Final call. Any questions? Any anything you you want lore wise? Now's the time to do it because. When we meet next, uh, we're going to throw you guys in a teleportation circle. You are going to go to this uh, forbidden temple mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, uh, where you'll join forces with Gen and El- Elra. Elra. Yeah. Elra. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the four of you, plus your... Uh, oh, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give them each... An elemental as well. <laughs> one will have wind and one will have water. Like Captain Planet. Yeah. Like <laughs> when our powers combine. Mine's even in the ring. So yeah. You guys never fight. You always throw your elemental in. Get him, Gronk. All right. Um, so when we I meet choose next, you. Pyraxis, go. I, Gronk. Grumble, um, grumble. Should we find out what their elementals are? Yeah. Uh sure. Let's do that. Sure. Here are some options. Water elemental for Gin, Aqua's catchphrase, flow with the tide. Air elemental for Alara, Zephyr's catchphrase, ride the winds of change. All right. All right. Flow with the tide, Aqua, Gin's ele- water elemental, and the air elemental goes to Elra, Zephyr. Water and fire, we were meant ride for Ride the other. winds of change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you guys go. Um, what did what 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 did you want, Tyler? One more thing. Uh, motive, motive, motives. What 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 motivates Asher? As an adventurer, Asher is motivated by a sense of curiosity and a desire to explore the world around him. He is also driven by a desire to protect and provide for those he cares about, including his friends and fellow adventurers. Additionally, as a shaman, he is motivated by a desire to connect with and understand the spiritual realm and to use his abilities to help and heal others. Got it. All right. I want to ask, um, what is something in Lyra's past that she's afraid of coming back to bite her? In Lyra's past, she had a troubled relationship with her father, who was an elf. Her father disapproved of her human mother and rejected Lyra, which caused her a lot of emotional pain. 
Lyra is afraid that her father or someone from her elven side of the family will come back into her life and cause her more emotional distress. She has been avoiding dealing with these issues and hopes that they will never resurface. Ooh, that's deep. That is deep. That you is got deep. daddy issues. <laughs> uh, but Just there, like real there life. Is a high, <laughs> there is a high elf in this party. Oh. Elra is a high elf. Are we related? <laughs> oh, it's actually your dad's sister. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, it's just to say, it's like, okay, it's all about you. I understand, Lyra. <laughs> this whole story is about you. I'm just an NPC, which Alex has already expressed He's relegated you to NPC. Oh, yeah, Tyler, the NPC, is now <laughs> here for the Lyra show. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess that's what happens when we have guests on the show. It's all right. Just bringing that main character energy. Bring that main character energy. It's up to you to decide how Lyra feels about Alara. However, given that Lyra is a half-elf and Alara is a high-elf, there could be some tension or prejudice between them based on their different backgrounds and cultures. On the other hand, they could also bond over their shared connection to the elven race. I like the tension better. Yeah, yeah the tension <laughs> Enemies is to lovers, perhaps? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, and uh, Elra is uh, two levels higher than us. That also could cause some additional tension. Oh, yeah. Right? I don't know. Anyway, that's all right. Okay, I think I'm good. I mean, yeah. Here I, I'm looking at Goli uh, the Goliath. I'm looking at Asher here. I'm chill with Asher. I like the whole Madonna thing going on with just the one name, no last name. <laughs> just I'm, I'm going to ask one last question. Oh, uh, what we're are gonna, you asking? We're gonna say, I'm going to say Lyra is in a love triangle. Okay, but with who? Oh, Ooh, no. with whom? As Lyra's love interests are already established with Gin and Alara, it's up to you to decide who she is in a love triangle with. You could introduce a new character to the story who becomes a love interest for Lyra, or perhaps someone unexpected in the existing cast of characters. All right. Well, I think that answers it. Uh, Lyra is in love with Gen. Gen is in love with Elra. And Elra is in love <laughs> with Lyra. Oh, this is unfortunate. <laughs> I definitely am feeling more and more like the fourth wheel on this whole adventure. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, yeah. oh, look at all these people who are interested in her. Oh, you also didn't win. Oh, Gen and her have been best friends forever. Oh, also, by the way, there's a love triangle that you're not a part of. Oh, she also gets a better magical item than you. By the way, uh, please carry her stuff, would you? <laughs> yeah. Just put it in the drum. Put it in the drum. Yes, ma'am, of course. Anything you need. Awesome. All right, great job, everybody. I'm excited to play the Eternum Apocalypse with you, and uh, hopefully you can save the world and... Uh, find love in the meantime. And find love. Find love. And <laughs> will Lyra find love and save the world with this new language of Eternum? Find out next time. <laughs> All right, I need, uh, I need you guys to sign off with your catchphrases. Let's hear them. Uh, nature is my guide. <laughs> nice. All right. Nice. I'll tell you a story you won't soon forget. There you go. Very good. Boy. Very good. Boy. <laughs> All right. Grumble. Thanks for playing, you guys. We'll catch you in the actual game. Will Lyra find love and save the world with this new language of Eternum? Will her sidekick Asher be any help? Or will I, Alex the Language Lord, bring about the end of all things? Find out next time as we play the Eternum Apocalypse on Adventure AI. A D&D podcast. <laughs>